You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Maggie Bertram, and today I'm joined by Suzanne Burnett. Suzanne, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Maggie. How are you today? I am good. I'm excited to have you on the podcast for today's session and then the next few for Unit 23. I'm excited to be here. I know. It's going to be fun. All right. So Volume 8, as a reminder, from Wonder to Rejection, we're going to run this podcast episode as a little bit longer because it's the start of a new unit. But we're just going to run through the volume description, the unit description, big picture question, key passage, all of those important things that we want to remember heading into a new unit. So I will go ahead and start with our volume description. As a reminder, we're in volume eight from wonder to rejection. So we're really focusing on the gospels in this volume. As Jesus's ministry furthered, God's plan to provide a king came to fruition. The divine miracles, teachings, and example of Jesus show us how to live differently in light of the sure hope we have. So unit 23 is the teachings of Jesus. So our description for that is Jesus taught like no one else as one who has authority. Everything Jesus taught about revealed what God's kingdom is like, the kingdom that Jesus had come to establish in full. So that just sort of gives you an overview of what we're going to be focusing on. Suzanne, why don't you share with us our big picture questions and our key passages for this unit? So our big picture question and answer for younger preschool is, what did Jesus teach when he was on earth? And the answer is, Jesus taught about God. And for our older preschool, it's similar, but there's one small difference that you'll notice. The question is, what did Jesus teach when he was on earth? The answer Jesus taught about God and his kingdom. And then for kids, our big picture question is, what did Jesus teach when he was on earth? The answer is, Jesus taught about God and his kingdom. He taught that all scripture is about him. And our key passage for this unit is found in 1 Chronicles 29, 11. And so for babies and toddlers, our key passage phrase is, Lord, you are great and powerful. For younger preschool, that key passage phrase is a little bit longer. It's, Lord, you are great and powerful. Everything belongs to you. For older preschool, the verse is, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory. For everything in the heavens and on earth belongs to you. And then lastly, for kids, the verse is, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the splendor and the majesty for everything in the heavens and on earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom and you are exalted as head over all. And again, all of those verses are found in 1 Chronicles 29, 11. Thanks, Suzanne. Man, I'm excited for kids to really spend time memorizing and studying and learning about that verse. That's such a powerful verse and really speaks to who the Lord is and, and what his kingdom is like. So today we're going to be focusing on unit 23, session one, which is Jesus taught about character. And we're focusing in on uh, Matthew 5 as our scripture passage. So over the last several weeks, we have learned about the miracles Jesus performed. We learned how Jesus's miracles proved he is God's son. Because he proved he truly is the son of God, we know that he is perfect and trustworthy. As we read Jesus's teachings, we can obey his teachings by faith and seek to live like him. We can remember that it is not how we live that saves us, but how we live shows that we have been saved. 
Let's learn how we can live to honor God. And our Christ connection for this session is Jesus taught people what it means to follow him. He taught how people should live. People who trust in Jesus live to honor God and show what his kingdom is like. So now we're going to take some turns talking about just some different activities that we have found in the leader guides and the sessions for this week that might need a little bit of extra prep time or just a little bit of clarification. So Suzanne, why don't you start with our preschool resources? Yes. So this week for younger preschool, there's an activity called Create Luminaries. In this activity, preschoolers will be using hole punchers to make holes in cups. So make sure that you use paper cups for that and not styrofoam cups, because if you use styrofoam cups, they're going to get crushed and you will be frustrated and your preschoolers are being frustrated. So make sure you use to, to use paper. And also, uh, some of our little people, they don't have good, fine motor skills yet. Their hands are very weak. They're still learning how to use those muscles. So you might want to go ahead and pre-punch those cups before the kids get there. And then as an activity, they can use crayons. They can color those cups instead of punching the holes. Another option here is to get clear plastic cups and let them draw on there with different colored Sharpies. Again, you're using Sharpies, so you'll probably want to put smocks on them so they don't mark up their clothes because you don't want to have any upset parents. For preschool worship, there's a similar activity. It's called Design a Lantern. And so this activity calls for a plastic jar for each child. Some ideas here for what that jar could be. could They could be clean plastic baby food jars or the small plastic containers with lids from the dollar store. Another thing that can work are just clear plastic cups, again, that you can find in those stores. That's good. Well, we are building a lot of lamps this week because in older kids, there's an activity called salty lava lamps. And this is a really fun activity. It's sort of like an experiment. But if finding supplies for multiple groups within your class is too costly or too time consuming or just you're having a hard time finding everything, you could also perform this activity as a demonstration. So do it, you know, in front of the entire class and it would have still a really great effect because it's a great visual. For kids' worship, the additional activity is called Key Passage Movement, and it involves the kids coming up with ideas for motions for the key passage. So if kids are having a difficult time coming up with motions for the words of the key passage, another idea to sort of get their brain moving would be to have them watch the choreography video for the Unit 23 key passage. And then for midweek, one of our games is called Bandana Blitz. And just a word of advice, to be careful with the girls who have long hair. So you may want to have some hair elastics on hand in case they need to put their hair up so that it doesn't get accidentally tugged during the game. They're they're trying to take bandanas from each other. And so as someone with long hair, just something to look out for. All right, well, as we start to wrap up, we're gonna talk about just some things that we're excited about for this session. And so, you know, Suzanne, as I was Reading through our Bible text for this week, I was just thinking about how countercultural the teaching is to the world that we live in now. And so I think that when we teach kids, it can be easier to focus on behavior change instead of heart change, especially because behavior change can feel really concrete to kids. So it can feel, you know, easier for us to teach and easier for them to comprehend. But, you know, that's not where we want to put our focus, right? So I'm excited for kids to have the chance to learn the why behind the way that Jesus calls us to live. So why is Jesus calling us to live, you know, in a way that goes against what 
you know, our friends or our classmates or the people on our team or, you know, people in media. Why is Jesus calling us to live differently than them? And so we're going to learn the why behind that. And, you know, it's not easy to live in a way that contradicts the majority of the people around you. But we can take this opportunity to show kids that it's worth it and that there is purpose in it. And it's not just about behavior, but it's about our heart and the why behind it. I love that, Maggie. And I was thinking, I've heard somebody say one time we teach for heart transformation, not behavior modification. And so I think you're exactly right that that's going to be taught in this lesson this week. And, you know, there's a lot to unpack in this passage. Like you have the Beatitudes, you have. What does it mean to be alive? You love your enemies. Like that, that's a lot. And I think oftentimes we can look at a scripture like this and think, how in the world, how in the world are we going to not only communicate this, but teach this in the 45 minutes, an hour that we had. And I think what we have to remember is that it's not, it's not us. It's the Holy Spirit. And so that's where preparation comes in. That's where prayer comes in. That's where we ask, you know, Lord, use me today, use this scripture and work through me to teach these children. And he will. That is such a good reminder. Not only why we teach, but how we teach. It's it's only through the Holy Spirit that we're able to communicate these truths to kids. And so really great reminder to set our, our minds and hearts on that, Suzanne. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope you have found it helpful as we prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids in preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.